Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, Julie Chu, all the way from Alberta, Canada. Julie, how are you today? Such a pleasure to have you. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Dallas. I'm excited to chat today. Yeah. And today you are representing City Commercial, a business that you have founded and you and your husband work alongside together for this business. This is incredible. And so before we get into that specifically, I'm just going to give you the opportunity. Tell us a little bit about who you are personally, a little bit about your faith, and then we'll go into City Commercial a little deeper. Perfect. So a bit about me. So I am a previous accountant. I did my four to six years of university before I delved into commercial real estate. But what I am so passionate about is um, I love what I do. You know what I mean? I'm passionate about serving people, helping people, uh, specifically that small to medium sized property owner, uh, because they they really remind me of my father. We can go into that a bit later, but I'm just passionate about what I do. I'm really excited to share the city commercial story with all you guys. Mm-hmm. And I can delve right into my my faith testimony as well. So I know that people, they like the drama on the testimonies. They, they, want, or they always want to have the like, oh, things were so bad and then came in God. So although I appreciate that, my story is very much not the same. So I started out going to church as a young child, had, you know, I mean, a standard childhood. But I think what the most important thing about my testimony is that It's not how I became a Christian. It's why I chose to stay a Christian, um, the impact of God in my life on an ongoing basis. And what a good point, right? Sorry? Wow. What a good point. It's not about how you became a Christian. It's how you stayed a Christian because, I mean, it's longevity that counts, right? It's continuing in the faith that matters. Exactly. And then it's so easy to have life knock you down and just Mm -hmm. like, forget about faith. But then if you make a choice to constantly pursue, constantly do your devotions and just be diligent on the day to day, I found that that was like a huge impact to my life and to my um, relationship and faith with God. But I heard from Creflo Dollar. So he is a minister in the States and he, he has so much passion in his um, sermons. And he was saying how today's Christian, there's so much like pain in people's lives where it's not like, oh, God will save you when you die. Like, oh, thanks very much. That's very helpful. But it's more of like, no, God is here today and he's with you through the hard things. Like while you're going through the strife, while you're 
stressed at work, like, wow, you're trying to pay your bills, like God wants to be your savior on the day to day. And so that really resonated with me. And it really just reminded me of like, bring your raw, like, ugly self to God. Like, it's so easy to have those pretty prayers, like, oh, Lord, thank you for everything. Like, bless us all. But then when it comes down to it, it's like, God, like, you see the ugly part of me. Like, I'm not proud of it, but you see it anyways. Like, here it is. Like, let's talk about it. You know what I mean? So just having that real connection with faith is um, really meaningful in my life. Yeah, that's so important. So important to just come to God with your struggles and your your trials and your difficulties. And my wife and I are doing a podcast on our own right now. We have a second podcast. And this morning we were actually talking about that same thing where with the story of Leah and Rachel, where Jacob was trying to marry or where Jacob worked to receive Rachel. He worked for seven years to receive Rachel as his reward through this agreement with the father. But he actually gave her, gave him Leah, the second daughter. And so he wasn't happy about that. So he worked another seven years, but through the life and through the experience of Leah, she brought all of her trauma, all of her pain to God. And you can even see that in the names of her children. She named her children, God who sees my suffering, God who answers my prayers, God who sees my joy, you know, things like this, that you could totally see that this affected her life and how she brought everything to God. And that's such a great reminder that we can bring every single thing to God. We can be ourselves. We can be transparent and there's nothing that he can't see. And so we're not alone in our suffering. So Julie, I think you're exactly right with your testimony there. And uh, you made a good point that we don't have to have this dramatic change and this dramatic transformation in our life. We don't have to have this. And I hope that my son doesn't have this. I hope he grows up just like your father pouring into your life, that you grew up in a good home, a stable home. He provided for your needs. You understood who God was. And then you continue to walk out the faith. That's what I hope my son has too. I don't want him to have to go out into the world and have this crazy transformation story. And so it's a breath of fresh air to hear a story like yours, you know, where you don't have to experience all those crazy things. And so thank you, Julie, for for sharing that. And I know we have listeners who can relate today to that as well. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Looking to build a stronger family unit? Look no further than Strong Family Project. Founded by Mel and Joe Hashi, this organization provides a proven framework for establishing family values and stress-free leadership. Their journey of leaving their dream home and building a new life led to the creation of the Strong Family Path, which can guide any family toward a better life. Visit strongfamilyproject.com to learn more and start your own family journey today. Are you tired of feeling stuck in old patterns and ready to break free? In Understanding the Jesus Code, Caroline Bergus shares nine surprising keys to help you live a promised life of health and happiness. Learn how to overcome anxiety, depression, and generational wounds. Don't wait any longer to start your journey to a new life in Jesus Christ. Find your copy of Understanding the Jesus Code on Amazon today. So let's go a little bit deeper into city commercial. So when did you start this? How long ago did you start this in Alberta? Yes. So I started it approximately two to three years ago, and it was a long time coming as in I didn't realize at the time, but by being diligent in every single step along the way that it really positioned me to uh, build a brokerage, build a business that I'm proud of. And one thing that I wanted to share with our listeners today. So I was an accountant when I first started my career. That was the plan that I had for my life. You know what I mean? Did the six years of university, got the student debt to prove it. And then (laughs) I found out it just, it wasn't the right fit. 
So like, what do you do in that situation where you're like, I've spent all this time, all this money, life is not turning out the way that I wanted to. So I was at a critical point where I switched careers. So I went into real estate and it was a blessing in disguise. So I went from like a higher profile accounting job where, you know what I mean? People respected me, like it was a nice feeling. And then legitimately the next day I started as a real estate assistant. I was grabbing coffee. I was doing errands. You know what I mean? Like I was buying Let's stuff switch. for people and it was just super mm -hmm. humbling. But the reason why I mention it is because um, I believe that's when God stepped into my life and adjusted my path. So at the time, it definitely didn't feel like it, like it was, it was painful, it was hard, it was disappointing. But then when I restarted, and um, I was started at the bottom, I think there's a Drake song, I always like laugh about yeah. it, like, oh, I started from the bottom now here. But I mm -hmm. legitimately started at the bottom, learning about business development, learning how to do the marketing, the administration, and those skills are paying off dividends now when I have my own company, when I have to do some of these things that you'd only learn from experience. And so having that, like starting a company was just so valuable and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. And what do you think has been the biggest challenge or biggest thing that you've overcome in that process? Oh, wow. So I would say learning how to be a more effective leader. So in university, you do your undergrad, you do all the right things, but then you don't come prepared into the real world where how are you supposed to manage difficult people? How are you supposed to manage people who, who don't honor their commitments? You know what I mean? It's You have to have a certain level of accountability and respect in how you go about coaching them and working with them. And I know this is super overdone, but I sincerely believe that's how I'm trying to operate my business is through servant leadership. So Christ, he gave a great example. So um, when a person says servant leadership, it's not about being a pushover and say, oh, I'll just do their work for them. It's okay. Like, forget about it. It's more of, the, in my opinion, the way of being humble and making sure that all the actions that you take are doing right by the people around you that you are constantly trying to encourage, motivate, educate, correct um, for the sake of those people for their own benefit. And so that was a huge mind shift that I had to go through and realize that as a leader in my space, how I am, I'm there for the people, the people aren't there for me. And so having that like humility going into business was um, like paramount to how I'm operating my business. So, yeah. And it. what do you think yeah. is your biggest motivator to keep going to work every day in this city, city commercial and building, continuing to build it, what it is today, right? What's your motivation in that? So a lot of it is, is just an expression of who I am and tying that back to faith and the gifts that God has given me. I feel like when we end our time on earth and we're at the pearly gates, God will hold us accountable for the gifts and abilities that he has given us. And ultimately, um, I serve my clients, but I'm accountable to God. So I make sure that whatever I do, when there's no one looking, I make sure that I do everything in my absolute best to um, like offer great products, be, you know what I mean? Like be diligent, accountable to God for everything that I'm doing, because ultimately he is my boss, like not my client. I'm accountable to God. So just having that like perspective, I feel like is just so powerful and it really increases like the accountability that you have for your clients. 
because all of a sudden it's like, no, like my word can be trusted and like delving into more of my core values. Like one of our core values is doing right by our clients. And I was thinking about that. I was like, why is that so meaningful? Like, what does that even mean? And ultimately it comes down to like the biblical principle of like, love your neighbor. You know what I mean? And so if I truly love my neighbor and I want to serve them and I believe I'm honoring God with my gifts and abilities, like, um, I believe in declare that like, he's going to bless my path. You know what I mean? Like if we're just serving others and being faithful with our tithe, you know what I mean? Like God is a good God. So I think that's just like the foundation that I've built my entire career on. Incredible. And it sounds like your father had a huge impact in instilling this into you as you were growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. So he was a man of faith. And so, yeah, just a, a beautiful upbringing and great Wonderful. story. So. And this city commercial, I mean, this is a unique name. So where did the name come from? Where did you get that inspiration? So it ultimately came from, I was trying to figure out like every business owner goes through the same thing where you want a name that's going to catch. But I was um, reading through my Bible one day and I was like, God, I don't know if I should do this thing. You know what I mean? And if I should do it, like, what should I call it? And I tried to find it again. I couldn't find it, but I was reading through something about like the walls of Jericho and the fortified cities. And I was reading through the, through the Bible and then the line jumped out, the word city jumped out like font size, like 120 and it just leapt off the page. And so I felt like that was God's way of being like, Hey, here's your name. It's now a city commercial. And I felt like it was like a divine, like assistance in helping naming the company and the, the story behind why city commercial resonates with me is because I believe that by being diligent with my career, that um, I'm able to um, donate some of my money, donate my tithe to an organization, a Christian organization that helps third world countries develop their communities and like provides business support, business services so they can get out of poverty. So there's like the background story of City Commercial and it's like really quite beautiful and motivating when you hear, oh, it's not just City. It's like, no, the reason behind why it's City Commercial is just like a daily reminder of like, this is why you're here, like on this earth, like go do the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And businesses all over the world spend millions of dollars in brand confidence, right? When they, when you hear the name, you just trust it. Right. And I was thinking about this the other day, as I was driving down, I saw, you know, some different car dealerships or some different car mechanics. And so in the U S of course, and in Canada, we have these popular franchised out names and you just trust them. If you go to this place to get your car fixed, you're just going to trust that it's going to be taken care of. And so what are you doing to build this trust with your community of city commercial? Good question. I would say just being like accountable to the, like every client that I have, I'm accountable. I tell them what I'm going to do and then I actually do it. But more importantly right. to that, I, um, I have a level of brand standard as in, um, I have pride in my work. And so everything that I do has to meet a certain standard. I know I've had service providers where they say, Julie, like, it's fine, just let it go. And then I go back to them. I say, no, like, we need to do this better. We need to reach that caliber. And um, I'm grateful that by constantly doing that, my brand has evolved as in now people, when they see my marketing, I'm like all over North America where they're like, okay, like this city commercial, like they're doing something right. So I'm just That's like, amazing. I'm grateful that that attitude and um, mentality has been paying off. Mm -hmm. When you can give them something like that, that when they just hear the name, they trust it and they, 
You know, they can work with you without wondering, oh, is it going to work out? No, it's going to work out because it's city commercial. It's, it's right. Jew Jew. Come on. It's, right. it's fine. That's awesome. And a fun, a funny story on that. So uh, when I first branched out on my own, my mom, so I told her the name. I said, here's the vision for my company. This is where I'm going. And she is such a little warrior where she, she said, Julie, like, I don't know if you should have that name because people are going to think that you're a big, serious business. And I was like, mom, like, that is the I whole am. point <laughs> is to build, right? Something big. And yeah, so it's just funny not to have that support from day one. But Yeah, it's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Um, let's go a little bit more into what sets City Commercial apart from the competitors or the other people that are in your industry, in your market. Oh, I love your questions, Dallas. So I would say the main thing that sets us apart is that we we walk the talk as in there's so many people in my industry in our commercial real estate industry how um they they're salespeople. you know what i mean like they do their best they do their job but ultimately that's where the buck stops as in um for me and my husband so we own commercial property ourselves when we share advice with property owners, it's coming from our own experience. So we're giving advice to people the same way that we'd want to be given advice to how we'd want to be treated. And so ultimately it comes down to that credibility through experience, through like doing it ourselves. And um, the other reason why people would want to work with me specifically, so I do know that I'm a woman in industrial real estate, like let's be honest, it's a bit of a shock, but ultimately, um, I'm committed to my clients. So I put my money where my mouth is. So I've invested so much money into building a business where there's um, there's a power behind it, as in it's my reputation when I serve these clients. So then when things get tough, I'm not going to throw in the towel at 5 p.m. like some of the other people that I work with. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to problem solve them. I'm not going to lose a deal over something stupid. So um, a lot of it just comes down to the level of like accountability that I, that I have for my clients and just that, like, whatever it takes mentality of we're going to do this. So. And when your name's on it, you know, you just have that extra drive, like, no, this is representing who I am as a person. I have to complete this. And so I totally understand that point of view that you want everything to be excellent. You want everything to be top tier. And yeah, it's obvious when you're explaining your heart behind your business. That's exactly what you're getting when you, you Amazing. visit. You can probably you can probably see from my energy. Yeah. Hey, like I'm uh -huh. all like wrapped up. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. And talking a little bit more about the business itself, what do you think has been your favorite moment so far? What are you most proud of that you've been able to do thus far? Oh my goodness. Okay. So my favorite moment. So uh my husband, so he is um, he has a sales background, but he fortunately was out of the rat race. He was fully retired. He was living on investment income and he was so motivated by the growth of city commercial, the growth of me as an individual where he decided to like leave his comfy life and join me as my uh, team member. And so in our marriage, it's funny because he is the boss where he's, you know what I mean? He makes all the decisions. I'm very like sweet and you know what I mean? But then in business, it's mm -hmm. a complete flip where all of a sudden I'm the one calling the shots. So it's a very wow. interesting dynamic to our relationship. But I'd say my most proud moment was when I motivated my husband to come work with me. And so then he sees the vision, you know what I mean? Like every once in a while, I'll stop and I'll say, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Here's the grand vision. And he gets quiet and he's like, oh, 
like, okay, like I see what you're doing. I see why you're working so hard. You go back and do that. Like you go back to work. You know what I mean? Okay. So like just to have that like shared vision and understanding is just really amazing. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I I have the opportunity to work beside my wife as well, not just in in the English school that we manage here in Brazil, but also in ministry. We get to work together. <laughs> when I preach, I preach in English and she translates into Portuguese. So we literally oh. work side by side as you and your husband do. And I think this is a, a lot of people like, oh, there's no way I could work with my spouse. Like, you know, it's a, it's a gift. It's amazing when you can do this and when you can still come home and, you know, have peace in the home. It, it's so cool to be able to work side by side with the one that you live with and the one that you love and the one that you get to live life with. It's so cool. It's such a great opportunity, I think. Right. And it's helped our marriage too, as I'm sure it has for you as well, Julie. And what I find so interesting is like, how does God plan this all out? You know what I mean? Like, how did he pair you up with your wife? Who like, you know what I mean? She needed to have a certain kind of personality to want to, you know what I mean? Go alongside of you and to help support you. So like, how does God figure all this out? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. His plans are better than mine. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely. And so our listeners who are, who are on the show today and who are maybe located in your area or maybe close to you. And you said you also have you know, your, your name a little bit through North America. And so how can our audience connect with you and get on board with what you're doing and maybe work beside you, work with you, or if they need your services as well? Yeah. So a couple of options. So the most direct way of getting a hold of me, so would be through my website. So citycommercial.ca, but also I do put a lot of content out on social media. I have a very like give first approach. So in case you wanted to learn about uh, property, commercial property ownership, some of the pitfalls, some of those like practical day to day things, you can find me on all the social media platforms, except for TikTok. I do not do TikTok, but me neither. Um, Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You don't do much dancing, hey? So I, I've never never downloaded TikTok. Never will. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be consistent on that one. You've been to that, yeah. So awesome. And yeah. what is your handle on those platforms, the other ones? If you can tell. Yes, so it'll be at City Commercial. Uh, on most of them, I think one of them's at City Commercial too. But if you take a look at the platform, you'll see my smiling face. So you'll know right away that you have the right place. Awesome. And you you keep saying commercial real estate. And so why commercial real estate, not the other, the other industries in there? Right. So with commercial real estate, what I love about it, it's based on like number one facts and figures, but number two, the, the strength of it as an investment vehicle is so much stronger in my experience. So you have better cash flows, you're able to leverage, and it's just a really powerful vehicle in order for people to achieve financial freedom, for people to really like leverage their business operations. So I'm passionate about it as a vehicle itself, just because of how powerful it is. And on a side note, residential, like I am so thankful for to God that I'm not in residential because yeah. I just couldn't handle some of the stress. Yeah. You for someone I mean? who has no idea, either way, that's funny to hear you say that. Yes, yes. So hmm. I'm grateful for the path I'm on and yeah, commercial only. So yeah, okay. Excellent. A couple more questions here. So I asked this question on our previous episode and they really liked it. So I'm gonna ask you as well. Whenever you are done, it's you're done with work, right? I'm not going to say 5 p.m. because you already said you're going to work harder even past 5 p.m. So when you have that time to enjoy you and your husband, what do you guys like to do? What do you guys do to celebrate? Yes. So we love to uh, love to go out to eat. So we do a lot of those like 
Uh, we celebrate by going to a nice restaurant and just, you know what I mean, um, sharing an appetizer and just enjoying life, you know what I mean? But yeah. uh, we're actually going on vacation next week, just a little trip a few hours away. But just to get away, I find that with both of us working together, what we do is we we work extremely hard, you know what I mean? We burn the candle on both ends and then we get away. You know what I mean? Probably not the most conventional situation. Like I don't have kids, like, so I can kind of do that really extreme work life Mm -hmm. schedule and then get away, but yeah, probably different than what you're doing. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. What do you wish I would have asked you today? Oh no. (laughs) I don't know, Dallas. I think you've done a really great job and uh, really shared the city commercial story. So I'm grateful for that. And hopefully I was able to connect with the audience and just have a real like, here's my story. Here's like, there's some good, there's some bad and ugly, but it's like, just have faith that the God is a good God. And ultimately like work hard, be diligent and like things will come together. You know what I mean? So awesome. So I'm inspired. Thank you so much for joining us today on the faith and family fellowship podcast. And again, check out the links below on the, on the description. So everybody can check out your social media, your website and get connected as well. See if you're operating in their local area. And other than that, Julie, anything else that you want to share today? That'd be it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dallas. All right. Julie, thank you so much. We'll see you on another episode. Hopefully we'll, we'll stay tuned and you'll come back on another episode and share what next big accomplishment you guys have achieved with City Commercial. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.